With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with Mother and Crone. So we've got some lots of good stuff we're going to be talking about. we got some stuff coming up that we're going to touch on. Um, but right now we're going to go to what our show always starts with is our tea. Now, we're going to tag team you tonight. So let's see if we can get this right. Go ahead, Mylinda. Let's start this. All right. So we're going to flip the script on you. Normally we do medical first and then magical. But tonight we're going to do magical. So, Pamela, what is in your cup tonight? My cup is actually, this is really cool. It's very hot here in Florida and hot teas are just not cutting at this time of year. So I have echinacea, green tea, and elderberry. Nice. So... We have discussed echinacea before. You can go on the YouTube channel and check our past shows, and you'll see it in the description there. So what we're talking about tonight is elderberry, and they are in bloom. I actually saw, like, a huge bunch of elderberries, like, driving to the dentist this morning, and I was excited. Um, so magical, the correspondence is the gender is female, feminine, the element is water. The planet is Venus. Um, Zodiac is Libra. And it is good for protection, healing, abundance, blessings, banishing, consecration, purification, and cleansing. Wow. So you throw some black tourmalines <laughs> around in there some sage and all sorts of stuff um you can use it in a mojo or witch bag for protection or witch bottle you know all sorts of things you can make a little incense out of it i'm sure um place over door to prevent evil from entering grind oh, i couldn't come in <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry guys inside joke Oh, that even got my cat. My cat gave that a reaction. <laughs> Sorry if you don't want that right next to the computer. Um, grind into powder, then scatter to the winds and whisper the name of someone you want to bless. I love that. That would be so cool to do it in a group. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That is so cool. You guys. I. Okay. So I am always, uh, one of the things I put, like, yes, I post like sarcastic little memes or whatever on my stuff, but, and I'm goofy, but I thoroughly believe, and we talked about it before, like, 
be kind to one another, be kind to a stranger. Like that would be just so cool. Like not only just like naming someone that you want to bless, but just like blessing a stranger, just blessing someone that might need it today. You know what I mean? I love that. Oh my gosh. And then you can teach that to your kids. And like I was going to say that would be great for a children's ritual. Have everybody grinding a little bit and then throwing it up and Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. See, again, I wait until the show so I can be surprised. <laughs> um, ooh, an elderberry wand can be used to summon spirits. Now, of course, make sure you know what you're doing. Just like with medical, there is also spiritual warnings. <laughs> Not invoke what you can't evoke. <laughs> right. Make sure you ground and shield people and you know what you're doing. And, you know, I'm going to have to have you get me one of those since you got elderberry trees around there. You're going to have to get me a, a branch. Yeah, you're going to come down here and you mean Angela are going to go foraging. Ooh, oh, yeah. She Angela, she went and got herself a good bunch of elderberry oh. last year or the year before. Oh, yeah. When do they blossom all the way down here? I mean, when do they become berries? Um, I want to say I want to say next month. I can't. They're starting to bloom now, so because August, I saw, September. Yeah, I think around that time. Maybon. I'll have to double check though, but but yeah, because we were even talking about that um, when Lady Stephanie came here a couple weeks ago about how they, they were blooming. Yeah, um, I have to get some. Yeah, that would be so cool. And then um, burn as incense, then bath altar. Burn as incense, then bath altar tool in the, oh, in the smoke to purify and consecrate it. So it's saying you can burn it as an incense and then you can, oh, bathe. Okay, they missed a letter, excuse me. <laughs> Pinterest error. Um, you can bathe the altar tool in the incense smoke to purifying and we know uh most of us know about that so wow that's pretty awesome that is pretty awesome i really like that i i like the wand so if you happen to just come across a branch oh. laying on the ground um, yes. and ask permission i will gladly take that off your hands absolutely yeah because this elderberry um is like by a stop sign like on public Okay, um, that's what I have to warn people. Do not be me. Do not go into people's yards. Do not go into private property and start foraging. People will come out and look at you like I did that with dandelions. And because I, my neighbor sprayed mine thinking, oh, doing a good deed. No so good deed goes unpunished. Um, and I had to go foraging for dandelions and I was walking up and down in my back alley pulling you know people's dandelions that I could reach through the fences and my one neighbor kind of come out and was like are you okay out there I, I need your dandelions can I come in and pick them and like okay yeah you could see her shutting the door and turning the locks you know yeah like George that crazy witch is in our yard again <laughs> crazy woman's back um and, uh, but see, there are times when, and you have to be careful too. Like I said, the reason I couldn't get my dandelions is because they sprayed. Um, whenever you're out foraging, 
Um, you really need to know the area you're in and what you're doing and who's been there before you. Yes. Um, if it's up like, um, well, they'll tell you in the, um, the state parks and stuff, you're really not supposed to do that. And there's a reason for that because it takes away from the ecosystem and you don't want to screw that up because they're trying to preserve it. If you forage, you don't take everything. Right. Right. Yeah. If there's five of them, you take two, you leave the other three. Right. Um, also you need to know if you can, if they've sprayed the area, then you definitely don't want to be taking it because whatever they've sprayed it with, you're going to eat. So exactly. check for stuff like that. Like we've mentioned before on the show, check for endangered list. Please do not pick things that are endangered. It's not just the animals, people. There are plants that are endangered as well. So please. There don't. have been so many plants and herbs that have been annihilated by us because we've over foraged them. And I've always said to people, you're better off if you can grow them in your own yard or in your own pots or somewhere, because then you know what goes into them. If right. you go out and start free ranging, you really don't know what you're getting. Right. And I, I always caution people against that because you never know if, if it's been built on a landfill. Yeah. yeah nasty stuff. Well, elderberries, the medicinal part. Now, elderberry has been around and you're not going to believe that there's about 30 types of elderberry plants out there so that's another reason you really need to know what you're doing so you know what plant you're actually picking and also what which one of the varieties you're picking because it might not be have what you need um the one that's most closely tied to um the health is the one that's the european version so if you're looking, that's the one you want to look for. And believe it or not, it dates as far back as 400 BC with Hippocrates, the Hippocratic Oath, you know, the father of medicine. Um, he called the elder tree his medicine chest because it had so many wonderful properties. Um, it's packed with antioxidants and vitamins, and that's going to just build your immune system for everybody. Um, it also helps with inflammation. It lessens stress. So um, now you have to understand if you're building your immune system, you're going to lessen stress on your body because your immune system's better. Right. When they say stress, they're not always talking about, you know, the nine to five stress. Um, right. You stress your body when you get sick. You stress your body with your allergies. So if you start t treating your allergies, then your body is de-stressing a little bit. And um, it's also good for your heart, good for constipation, which is wonderful, um, joint and muscle pain. And mm -hmm. that would be the chronic joint and muscle pain, not because you went out and ran 10 miles. Mm -hmm. um, infections that affect how you breathe. That's upper respiratory, bronchitis, all that good stuff. Even allergies can affect you down here because that stuff drips down your throat. Um, headaches, fever kidney problems which is wonderful and it was talking about purification your kidneys purify your system epilepsy now that's an interesting one i'm not sure how it treats epilepsy i'm gonna to have to look into that minor skin conditions eczema heat rash that kind of thing um stress of course and actually they're using it to treat hiv and aids mm. so um it's like 
elderberry gets a lot of support as healing. Um, and it's, it's really good for a lot of different things, main, mainly building up your immune system. And that's kind of what we need to do. Now, you, doctors are saying it's safe to take as part of a healthy diet. You know, you don't want to just eat elderberries all day. Right. Um, and it includes foods with vitamin B, vitamin B6, and vitamin E, which are all in elderberry. The nutrition is pretty high. It doesn't have a lot of carbs. It doesn't have a lot of fat. Um, and you can use it. What it's used for now, and we know it's used for food coloring because you, you can when you do the natural food coloring, we all know about elderberry wine. If you don't, you need to find out. So find out who makes elderberry wine and try it. Um, jams, elderberry jam. I remember that as a kid growing up. And body lotions. I've never seen it in a body lotion. So that's a new one on me. So if you see it, hey, you know. Um, they said the processed versions of the elderberry are more common in America than it is than fresh fruit, the fresh fruit is. So you can find it processed here. It's hard to find the fresh elderberry fruit. Now, they are going to tell you, okay, it all has contraindications. Right. The worst is do not eat the unripe or uncooked berries or flowers because it can cause nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Mm. Sounds so, like yeah. a abysmal commercial. <laughs> yes, it does, doesn't it? So mm -hmm. if you're going to go out and forage and get it, make sure they're very ripe and make sure that you make something with them. Um, the jam, the sure. wine, an elixir. There was a there was a witchy podcast that I listened to like a year ago or a couple of years ago, um, and she was talking about she lived. I think I want to say she lives in California somewhere. She was talking about how they go out and they like once a year they go out and they forage and they get tons and tons and tons of elderberry and they make the elderberry syrup and they can it and do all this stuff. And their whole family, their kids, everybody, they, they take it as part of their regimen. And she was like, it was, it was something ridiculous, like seven years since any of them had been sick. Just yeah. from elderberry. And, it and is wonderful. If you go to your like pharmacies, there's a ton of elderberry stuff over the counter even. I was going to say, if you go into the cold and flu aisle, there's mm -hmm. a lot of elderberries. Now, the one thing I want to caution anybody, elderberry is a diuretic naturally. If you're on diuretics, please be careful with any elderberry you're intaking because you're already, you know, flushing your system. You don't want to dehydrate your system and that's the easiest way to do it. Um, but again, if you're doing this, talk to your doctor. Um, don't just go off willy nilly and say, well, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I carry a lot of fluid because I sit all day at work all day so my ankles and my knees and all swell up but um i got the tea because i wanted just to um the echinacea um they got the new what is it the the d variant of the covid 19. oh yeah the the variant. um again i cannot get the flu shot because i'm anaphylactic so that's not even a thought in my mind um, I'm trying to build my immune system up so that I don't get sick um, right. as bad. So the elderberry and, of course, the echinacea. Echinacea is known for everything. Um, the two of them together, and it's in a, it's in a white tea. 
Now you can't see this, but when I made this, this the tea looked a little purpley, okay? Like a faded purple. And I made it in a glass pitcher. So I'm, you know, I put the, the bags in and I go off and do my thing and I come back and I'm like, ooh, do we drink this or do we wash our hair with it? So <laughs> I was a little cautious, but um I've actually been sucking on this. I made it um a couple days ago and I've gone through a gallon of it already. Um in a about a five day period. So that that's for me, that's good because I don't intake fluids. I'm really bad for that. Right. The diuretic part has not affected me that much, but I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm feeling any better or not, but you know, I'm the taste is great. Um I did honey, poured honey in, put the hot water in the bucket, and then threw in the bags, let it sit for about half hour, forty-five minutes, hour, whatever it was, came back, squished them put it in a refrigerator and I have elderberry echinacea green tea. That's the other thing. If you buy them already pre-mixed up, then it doesn't really have a whole lot in it. That's going to hurt you because it just has a little bit of everything. But um, usually they mix the tea really well because they won't put like a black tea in with something like this. So if it's already made up, if you're doing it yourself, again, caution, mm -hmm. Two different herbs in a tea. Teas tend to be a little diuretic. Echinacea can be a little diuretic. Elderberry is a diuretic. Right. Watch what you're doing. Just be really careful. Or it's not so much, oh, it's funny if you were up all night peeing. It's very difficult if you dehydrate yourself. Especially as we get older, we tend to drink less. Um, I'm famous for dehydrating myself. In fact, I did it so bad uh, a couple months ago, I ended up with a gout. And it wasn't my food intake. It was actually the fact that I'm not intaking enough fluids. Another yeah. reason for me picking something I like to drink um, because I, I just don't intake a lot of fluids. Yeah, so. I have an issue too. And I'm terrible at drinking water. My cat is scratching at the door. Sorry. And I smacked you. <laughs> my computer went well because I accidentally, I was trying to get my, uh, my iPad for my notes and I accidentally clipped the laptop and it looked like a smack. This is live TV, y'all. So trust me, all the stake, mistakes and screw ups are, are recorded. Yeah. So we will never go down as a perfect show. We've got to do something wrong. Every show, it just makes it that much more real for y'all. Um, so we're going to be doing some really cool shows coming up. We're going to um, get our list out for the next couple months. We're, we've got holidays coming up, so we're going to prep you all for the holidays as much as we can. Now, Samhain, I really want to spend a couple of shows on Samhain because that's that's like our new year. That's a very important one for us. Absolutely. And I want to make sure that we cover all the pieces we need to, but that's not till October. And between now and then, we have two holidays. Uh, it's like, whoa, this is I July know. already. I, I'm like, really? Nuts. I'm not sure I'm, I'm ready for July already. Um, <laughs> we have Lamas, Loaf Mass coming up. And then after that, we have Maybon, which is our Thanksgiving. Mm, just thinking about eating. Um, I don't even have to have a holiday to eat. You know, I'll just eat anytime. But... Um, <laughs> I'm honest about it. 
Um, but I do want to go over, we'll have some recipes. I'm going to try and get some on the website for the different holidays. If Melinda doesn't kill me in the meantime. Um, yeah, I have all these visions of doing things. Um, I will be on vacation next week. So we're not going to say where I'm going to go, but I'm going to be doing a live show from where I'm at. So you'll get to see it. Um, we'll give you a little hints along the way what we're doing. But um, tonight's show, there are so many cool TV shows. I don't have cable. I have Netflix, Hulu, Roku, Disney Plus, all of that because I watch those shows. So I figured out why should I pay for cable when I'm watching them anyway? And I get our local shows. But there are so many cool shows on. We got Loki coming up on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, and I, I know I say it wrong every time. Um, what rock? Oh, that show about the kid and they're in Norway up that way. And he's got powers. Ragnarok. Rag- Is that how you say it? I think so. Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it with the like Scandinavian accent, but y- yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that one's on, we have harmed. <laughs> we have so many really cool shows on and people don't understand. Like who is Loki? Loki is part of the pantheon of gods mm-hmm. and people don't really understand what a pantheon is. So, um, and it's kind of funny. There's a lot of witches who, you know, they know one pantheon and that's it. Like most people know the Greco-Roman, let's be honest. Everybody knows the Greco-Roman, but now with Loki and Thor and all of them, you're starting to learn the Norse pantheon. You know, they're adding little gods here and there. And then the Vikings was super popular. Right. Then you had the Vikings. So I thought, well, shoot, does anybody know what a pantheon is? So when you start talking to people, they're like, well, they're a god. Yeah, well, they're part of the pantheon. And they look at you and go, a pantheon? A pantheon is a group of gods. It's usually 13. One head and 12 followers. So Greco-Roman, Zeus, big guy. And then you had 12 under him. And depending upon how you interpret it, it's not six girls and six guys. It's right. So a lot of people you hear when you get a group of witches or pagans, um, oh, you can't mix pantheons or you can't, there's so many unwritten rules. I don't know where they come from, but they're quite interesting and sometimes quite laughable. Um, A pantheon is a head God with 12 followers. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why that number 13 has stuck forever and ever and ever. But the Greco-Roman pantheon is one God. And if you notice, that's another thing. I know it's going to, this is going to hit hard. Um, If you look at Jesus and his 12 apostles, that's a pantheon. Mm. Ooh, I said that out loud, didn't I? (laughs) Okay, go back and look at the pantheon. If you go into any of the African religions, there are 143 pantheons. Mm. Yes. I mean, it is like, you name it, it's there. That's cool. The pantheons are the gods. And it's kind of how we personalize, we humanize. We don't personalize, we humanize everything. We humanize our pets. You say your dog's laughing at you, your dog's smiling, your cat's smiling. Um, 
your bird is smiling. We do that. We look at clouds and see faces. It is actually a psychological condition. We are built that way. So what's to say we don't do that with our gods and goddesses? And we do. If you read any history, even if you go back and read Egyptian history, the Greco-Roman history, the Norse history, um, there is German pantheons. If you go back and read them, it's basically each god was almost a person. They had their good days and their bad days. They had trials and tribulations, but they had a little bit of extra to get them through. Um, Achilles with the Achilles heel. Everybody knows that story. Um, the golden apple. Yeah. And I think also the Greek pantheon was also, I think, the biggest pantheon, the most well-known because it was used in pop culture. Like even, you know, Clash of the Titans and, you know. It, because it was so familiar. In school, you actually studied Greek mythology. Yeah. I mean, that's, I was super interested in mythology when I was, when I was growing up and I constantly read those types of books, but even then I thought that's all that there was, was just, I mean, but I knew about, like, I've heard, I've, I heard of Thor and stuff like that, but as a kid, I didn't realize there was like separation, you know, different, right. like Thor and, you know, I heard of Thor and I heard of Zeus and, you know all that Athena and all. Now, if you look at the Greco-Roman, and the reason it's called the Greco-Roman is the Greeks came up with it. When the Romans, the ancient Etrusians came along, they adopted it and mm. tweaked it. So the, the Greek gods are much older than the Roman gods. And I know when I was in school, we studied Greek mythology, um, Hercules, the Iliad and the Odyssey, those kinds of things. So you got a taste of it way back then. And you were like, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, I got really interested in it because we um, read the Greek mythologies. And of course, they touched on some of the, the Roman, right. um, Venus, Aphrodite. I mean, and and they're, they're different. If you look at the actual pantheons, everybody says Greco-Roman. And they kind of say, oh, yeah, well, Venus is the same as Aphrodite. No, they're, they're a big difference. So once you start looking at that and start understanding what that God or goddess stood for and what their personality was and what, what the thing is about them, um, Aries is God of war. Is he the same as Mars? No, because Aries had a different personality than Mars had. Right. So although the, the Romans stole the, basically stole the Greek gods, um, and change them a little bit. They changed them enough to make them different enough that they are not the same. They're close. You know, if you list all the gods of war in this corner, you'd have them from all the different pantheons, but they would all be different. Right. So you have to understand that pantheons, people are like, well, you can't mix an Egyptian pantheon with, with a Greco-Roman or the Norse. Your God kind of, picks you. you you're kind of like it comes to you however it comes to you and that's what it is so you really sometimes you have a choice but sometimes you don't because I didn't mine kept hitting me over the head till I finally went oh duh 
right? Yeah. And that's usually how most people end up with it. Yeah. If you practice Egyptian witchcraft and follow the Egyptian path, then you're obviously not going to have Loki in your group. Um, most of the time you're going to follow the Egyptian, um, Mm -hmm. the Celts have, you know, Bridget and, you know, all the blue and, you know, all of that. The Greco-Romans have, you know, their little gods. The Norse have their little gods. So depending on, on your path, you're not necessarily going to pull from another pantheon. Right. People do that. Some people, if they're eclectic, sometimes, you know, that's that's your what whatever god is your patron god or goddess, and you pull on them because that's the ones you use the most. Then all of a sudden, you've got to think now, what can I mix with them? You know, knowing your god or goddess that is your private little god and goddess that you know you attune to because everybody has their own, and you talk to them and they're your daily companions. You can mix things up a little bit. Um, There's a long standing, I don't know, word of mouth law. I mean, it's hysterical um, that you can't call on another God or goddess. You can only use your patron God or goddess. Well, that goes out the window with me because if I'm doing something specific um, and I need like if I need a decision made, Hikate, yeah, crossroads. I'm at a crossroads. Walk me through your crossroad because they is sacred to her. So that's where we get that. Um, a hand parting or something of that line. The Morgan, make it swift, make it quick, and make it over. And she right. don't make any prisoners. So make sure you don't screw that one up because exactly. She can be unforgiving sometimes. Um, yeah, she can be. So can Hakate. Let's put it out there. She can. She's very strong. Hearth and home, Hakate. I mean, there are certain things that you, you you tend to lean in towards certain gods and goddesses. You have your patron deities, but you can also use the other deities as you work through. So don't be afraid to not expand. I mean, this is. Get out there. Start looking at some of the pantheons. Goodness gracious, we've got Google. All you got to do is type it in and it it comes up. There's a million of them. Um, Look at some of the other ones. If you're doing something specific, um, protection spell for somebody or for yourself or for your house, you know, start looking and see who's out there. You know, um, it's like looking for a new friend. There's no reason for you not to try a new god or goddess. Meditation, when you're meditating, talk about it. You're not dissing your your patron deities by looking at other things. Um, your patron deities are the ones you always go to. That's your, your standard. Um, on your altar, you probably have a picture of one or the other, or that's... If you don't have a patron deity or you don't know who your patron deity is, you can meditate, you can, you know, there's all sorts of different, you can do shadow work, all sorts of different ways to find them um but because that, I'm, I'm old habits die hard i was eclectic for a long time so i i'm that way i'm i mean i have native american statuary everywhere <laughs> and then i have my <laughs> oxbone you know my norse 
you know, cup, and I just, it, and then my brother got this for me, made for me, it's like the kilt, <laughs> so it's just like, but I, I personally wanted to get more into the Norse pantheon, because that's like my Germanic roots, and as I'm getting older, even though I'm in my mid-30s, I still am, you know, looking forward to that sort of ancestral connection. So I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, well, and I've always been drawn to the Norse pantheon. Um, but then recently in meditation, I had a meditation and um, Hakate came to me. And very, very vividly. And um, basically she gave me a snake as a totem animal. And snake showed five times that week to me. So I was just like, okay, I hear you. I gotcha. And so now I've been working really closely with her but I will most certainly still use, you know, my Norse deities for things. And I feel that connection. Now, I've always been, I've always leaned towards the Celtic. Mm -hmm. But my patron deities are from the Roman. Yeah, yeah. Because See, that's my roots. And then also, I'm very connected to animal medicine, so I have that very strong pull with Native American spirituality, like I said. with So it's just like, you know, I'm just a hodgepodge. Don't try to fit me in a box, because if I fit in a box, I would be still going to church. So just, you know. <laughs> don't be afraid to try and look. Don't be afraid to explore. Um, my patron... Um, deities are from the Roman pantheon, but that does not mean I will not call on Bridget, Kuan Yin, or whoever I need at that time for the help that they can give because there's specific things. That's why they're known as, you know, Vishnu is known as God, goddess of. So absolutely, I try to incorporate, if anybody's done any of the virtual circles with me, you'll notice I do incorporate a lot of the different gods and goddesses when I do calls and stuff because they all have something to add. It's kind of like spices in a soup. They all have a little something to add to that pot. Um, your patron is the ones you tend to call them. Those are the, the ones without even thinking about you talk to. And, mm -hmm. and when someone says God or goddess, those are the images that flash in your head. Right. Um, and that's who, that's your patron. You know, that's not going to change. Very seldom does it change. You just, you know, that's your diehard, that's your go-to. But there's nothing wrong with looking at some of the other pantheons and looking at some of the other gods and goddesses and pulling on them for their specific things that they do. If and it's kind of funny because I, I was expecting like a Norse patron, you know, to be, because I was like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, and I kind of, not that I didn't want Hecate. I, I love Hecate, especially since we've been doing that book club. But, you know, she's been so trendy lately with the whole witch talk thing. And it's just like, and she's most certainly one of the more popular goddesses. Um, like goddess of the underworld, goddess of witches. I mean, she sounds pretty badass. So, 
Um, and she is. She most definitely is. But she also, and this is the thing I want to add. Even if you're not looking to change pantheons or be eclectic or anything, it's interesting just to research and explore and learn about that's why also like I'm so fascinated by other cultures in general. I just think it's fascinating because if you didn't research, you would just be in your own little bubble. So if you only ever, you know, stuck to, you know, Greek and that's it. Yeah. You know, Norse and Egyptian and all these things exist, but if you never, you know, took the time to research a little bit about it, I don't think you would appreciate as much. And like you said, they're all at your fingertips. Like if you need help with compassion or you need someone, you know, to see compassion or, you know, call on Kuan Yin, you know, it's just like, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's no rules really. There's no rules and people will tell you, people make rules up. You know who rules are for people. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter who you call on. It really doesn't. But you do get used to having your patron deities. Like I said, they're your dailies. They're the ones you, you're having a bad day and you just holler at their name and like, I need you, you know. They're your Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. your Jesus equivalent. <laughs> Basically, they are because you get used to them. Those are usually the ones that have come to you somehow, way, shape, or form. Or you just... With me, it just kept coming up over and over, like about a million times before finally she took the two by four to my head and I went, ooh, yeah, Aphrodite, not the goddess of love, goddess mm. of the sea. Yeah. I don't see her as the goddess of love. She's my goddess of the sea. I have been drawn to the sea since I was a little toddler from what my relatives have told me that I've always had a fascination with not ponds or lakes, but with waves. Waves is what does it for me. Um, mm -hmm. I used to sleep with the sound, the waves. Um, I love to be on a boat in the water. I absolutely adore. I live, what is it, less than a mile from the beach? Yeah. I know it's so hateful. I even um, have a little baby coconut. I think you still have that. Um, um, but... <laughs> That's my patron deity. Um, and it's not, you know, most people think, oh, yeah, she's the same as Venus. No, 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 no. Right. She was born of the sea. So that's what captured me was the seashells, born in the sea, um, that kind of stuff. That spoke to me. Dionysius actually came to me when I started studying the Dionysian mysteries. Right. You know, I was reading them in high school. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, like I said, I mean, and, you know, yes, um, Hecate, like, she's mostly known as goddess of the witches, you know, witchcraft, the underworld, which is all awesome, but she is so many things. And one of the things, it, she's the guardian of the children, and a lot of people don't know that, that's one of her epithets. And with Please. You know, the Crystal Cavaliers, Angela and I were even like, oh! She can be the the patron deity of the, the Cavaliers. Yep, of the Cavaliers. So, I mean, it's so many things. And, like, she's 
a lot of people know her for the dogs. Um, you know, yeah. but, but I, I have always associated with her with snakes. And then when that came through with the meditation, that was kind of like a confirmation. And I've always, and it's funny because it's Greek, uh, Greek but, and she's not really a goddess uh, or a deity, but I've always been in love with Medusa, always had a thing for Medusa. And I asked Lord Dawn once, I said, so she's not technically like a deity. I said, but can she be, can I use her as like a patron? Cause I was like, I don't know if this is a silly question, but it's like, she's always been with me. Like always since I was li like, I just, there's something I can't describe. Like, it's not just, she's cool. I don't know. There's something about her whole story and just the energy and stuff. And she, and I'm like, is that a thing or am I just like making it up or something? And he goes, no, you can absolutely, she can absolutely be a patron. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit. And I mean, this was a few years ago, but I was like, oh, sweet. Um, so even then, like, don't try to put yourself in a box. Like, it's all about what they represent. I mean... And I've that's seen what you need to read on what they represent because everybody mm -hmm. assumes Aphrodite is the same as Venus. Venus right. is the goddess of love. There's no question about it. Aphrodite was the goddess of love slash born of Poseidon of the sea. Mm -hmm. So she's more a goddess of the sea. She was worshipped, you know, the big clamshell with the pearl, you know, the whole nine yards. Now, when you talk about Hecate, for me, it's keys and crossroads. Yep. And, and keys, of course, of course. Keys and crossroads, locked passages, blocked passages. That's who removes them. She gives you the key. You've got to use it. And this crossroads. Is, yeah, this is another interesting thing. One of her epithets is also a sea goddess. And her, uh, an abalone her um abalone i have the abalone shells that i keep my sage in yeah it says hecate's um claromancy and it says abalone um endurance prosperity and healing sea goddess and then it talks about the gatekeeper leader of dogs guide three formed of course she's um for the purple goddess yes um star walker Transformer, Helper, Nightwalker, uh, Torchbearer, of course, and that's another big one, uh, Keeper of the Keys, Goddess of the Underworld, Goddess of the Road. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, her crossroads is whenever you come to a decision you have to make, you're at a crossroads, you don't know which way to go. Um, she's a great one to call. You got a blockage. And we all get them. Writer's block. Um, oh, God, I had that for the paper last when I oh. did my articles. I had a case of writer's block that I could not unblock. I went in, meditated with Hakate for a little bit. Boom. She removed. She gave me that key. Turned yep. that door. Walked right through it. So there's specifics like that. You know, you've got to block Hakate. Um you got a thing with the sea, you know, um, movement, water, 
that kind of thing. That's where you're going to call on Aphrodite, or you can still call on Hecate because she's, you know, represented by the sea. But don't be afraid to look beyond your Greco-Roman, maybe, you know, right. Celtic kind of little box. Let's explore. Get out there. Start looking at some stuff. Start looking at, at the different deities. Start looking at the different pantheons. Take that chance. Now you don't have the problems we had way back in the day when you had to go to the library and actually re research this stuff. you got the internet. Now you can pop on there and... Oh. But yesterday, or wait, Saturday, well, a few days ago, we went to the library for the first time post-COVID. Oh. And I got, so because, so I'm excited for this, Astro Poets. Oh. And remember how we talked about how I really don't know crap about anything astrology except that I'm an Aquarius. Well, apparently this is a very humorous book that is kind of like in your face and it'll dumb it down for you. So I'm excited about this. <laughs> Good. Can you do my houses when you get done so I know what the heck I am? Yeah. I know I'm a Taurus, obviously. I've even got the little forelock going on here. And then I was always fascinated with like when I'm growing up, when I read books a lot, I always loved reading stuff about like Henry VIII's crazy ass and all how he killed all his wife. I, I was always fascinated with like medieval times and torture stuff. I mean, it sounds weird, but I'm, I'm weird. Um, we have like oh, a tour here in St. Augustine. Oh, been there, done that more than once. Love it. So I found this at the library. Royal, Royal, witches. Royal witches. I was like, oh, I have to get that because you know they're going to talk about Anne Boleyn and stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I was just super excited. I'm like, yes. And they had some pretty good books. And I thought this was cool. It's a Llewellyn, but it's um, Complete Book of Mindful Living, Awareness and Meditation Practices for Living in the Present Moment. Because let's face it, I could use it right now. We all know what I'm going through with the yes, yes. patients that I have. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I was super excited. And then I heard about this actually, and y'all can make fun of me. It's fine. But I am a fan of Oprah. I don't care what anybody says. She self-made woman. I like her. Hey, she and, was in Baltimore for a long time as a newscaster. Yeah. Yeah. So she got her and, start. I always liked when she did Super Soul Sunday because she had spiritual people on that show that weren't necessarily Christian or even if they were, they were more still spiritual. And she had different different um, religions on and it was like an interfaith type of show. And I really liked that show. And one of the people that she had on was Jean Houston that I remembered. And I remembered her talking about the book, but of course I never remembered the name of the book. Well, I saw it yesterday at the library and it triggered my memory when I read the title and I was like, oh my gosh, it's here. So it's called The Wizard of Us by Jean Houston and it's Transformational Lessons from Oz. So it's supposed to be like help you. Yeah. And it, but it's all like through the mythic lens of Dorothy like Dorothy's adventure. It says through interpreting the deeper messages within the wizard of Oz, visionary leader and teacher, Jean Houston 
leads you along the hero's journey that awaits each one of us. On this profound adventure of self-discovery and awakened potential, Houston's lessons propel you into greater self-understanding and a connection to the larger world story as you explore Oz like never before. And this was the book that they talked about on Super Soul Sunday, like all it was, this was like several years ago, but I'm so excited because I'm like Wizard of Oz and like self-care. Hell yeah. You're doing what we were just talking about. You're expanding your gods and goddesses. You're expanding what you're looking at. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, But I mean, that's kind of cool. You got, oh, you got the nice one. I got the little, what's a gift? It's one of my Christmas gifts. But that's what I was talking about. Expand. Look at somebody besides, you know, the normal. Because you never know what you're going to get. Now, sometimes, see, she'll stick up there. Yeah, she will. Look at that. Um, sometimes you're going to find something that's going to spark you and move you on. We've been in COVID for a year um, and we've been really like compacted for a year. Everything was cut off. Now we're coming back and we're like, we're tentatively exploring now. This is the first big fly um, holiday since COVID. And they're talking about they're going to have, I don't know how many million people in the air this weekend, Mm -hmm. uh, starting tomorrow. Because tomorrow's the start of the holiday. Um, And they're talking about crazy numbers. And I'm sitting here going, people are now getting out and expanding. Well, now let's expand ourselves a little bit. Let's expand a little bit spiritually. Let's get out of the the rut that we've been in for the whole year. Um, And pick up another book. Look at another pantheon. Think about another God. I mean, like I said, TV now, Loki just started on um, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that other, I, I want to say Azeroth, but I know that's not right. Ragnarok. Um, Ragnarok. Yeah, it's, trust me, if you put in like R-A-G, it'll pop up. It's like R-A-G. And, and it's, that's a very interesting. I mean, I started watching I, it. I, I have it on my watch list. I haven't started it yet. I, I feel like I... Mike and I started, we are so behind on the Vikings. We're like on season two, but it's only because I'm waiting on him. I want to watch it. It's so, it's so good. I would yeah. binge. Yeah, I haven't started Vikings yet. Oh my gosh, Pamela. Pamela, you but- have got to watch. Angela, okay. Angela loves that show. Like she said, she binge watched it and she said she would watch it again. Like she, it's really good. And I'm like, no spoilers. Lee, 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 Lee. <laughs> I started watching an, a couple of shows. Um, I, I get, I like the English and Welsh and shows that are over done over there. The, the police dramas. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't Hinterland seen it. is the one I, I just finished binging. What um, is it? Hinderland, H-I-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D. It was originally all filmed in Welsh Gaelic. Oh. And it has Hinderland, and then it has letters under it, which is Gaelic, and translated says Hinderland. Oh, gosh, that's And they did the show in English, uh, um, English, and 
you can tell like the the main characters from london he has one accent and the rest of them are from wales and they have a very different accent and when you hear them speak you mm -hmm. can tell who is native and who isn't um the young lady that plays his partner um definitely welsh and yeah. she rolls those r's like there's no tomorrow <laughs> and the way she pronounces words are different than he does right. and the rest of the cast is welsh mm -hmm. so they talk about the name of the town and every so often you'll hear a phrase or two in welsh because that's where they're at right. um, and you hear it in gaelic and it's like oh Oh, that's, that's cool. a thing for me. So I'm really, I binged the three. It it was done as a trilogy. They called it a trilogy. It was done in three. And uh, it was really good. Now I'm watching another one. Um, oh, my goodness. Where are they at? They're somewhere over in, in the UK. But it's because I studied um, Irish Gaelic. Mm -hmm. And I started studying Scots Gaelic. And then there's a Welsh Gaelic. And they're they're different. Trust right. me, it's really different. Um, I, for some reason, the Scots Gaelic came easier to me than the Irish Gaelic. The Welsh Gaelic. I started studying the Scots uh, Gaelic for um, um, Duolingo. I started doing that. It's a different language, but it expands you because you start talking and they, they talk about the myths and the legends and like they did one whole story on this um, silly devil's rock, mm. you know, but it was a legend. And if you saw the scenery, of course, the scenery is like drop dead gorgeous, but they show the scenery and, and they talk about what happened and, and you learn different things as time goes on. So it's, you're learning about the culture. You're learning mm. about what goes on. You're learning, and of course, their police things are completely different than ours. So that's kind of funny. They don't have guns blazing or any of that kind of crap. Um, but again, it's expanding because they talk about the gods like and they talk about pagan stuff because yeah. their country is still very much pagan, even though it's Christian. It's they still talk about, you know, the we folk and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's still brought up in conversation like it's oh yeah, no big deal. So yeah, there, there's tons of stuff in pop culture. There's a lot of stuff, of course, in books. If you're not a reader and you're a listener, there's a ton of audiobooks. Oh my gosh, I have Audible and I just search stuff and there's nonfiction and fiction and all sorts of stuff, fantasy, all sorts of stuff. But, but that's um, a way to expand your little tiny box, especially with gods and goddesses. If you start looking, you have Welsh gods. You have Scots gods, you have Irish gods, you have British gods, goddesses. African gods. There's all Oh, we won't even talk about them. That's millions I, down there. Filipino. I mean, pretty much any any culture you can think of, they have deities. I mean, honestly. Moana. Did any yeah. but I've watched it a hundred thousand times. Um I it's one of my faves. Dwayne Johnson flowing back his hair just cracks me up. Um, yeah, when he does that, you well, like when his tattoo on his pec starts dancing. Yeah. Well, you know, he, being bald, I can just imagine him. How did he get the flip? You know? Oh my gosh, that's too funny. That that's but, a whole islander. But, 
there's a lot of things like um ed posted the other day about that fort salem um show that comes on freeform which is i think it's on hulu also if you have that pan i i wasn't sure what to expect because i'm a military brat and it's like a military sort of witch academy um like an officer type academy but they're training to be so what's the name of it it's called fort salem like it's called motherland fort salem and i wasn't sure if i was gonna like it but i was like i'll give it a try and i actually loved it and the second season is about to come out or he because ed posted like a teaser trailer for the second season and i was really impressed actually um because some of it is i mean a lot of it's like not realistic but it's really interesting the way that they do like the different powers and they're incorporating um the military into it and basically the premise is like the the united states like the army is witches the witches are make up the military and then there's you know other militaries and but it's like so these young women are basically going to boot camp to prove themselves worthy of and it's and and it's it's i liked it i was impressed it's not everyone's cup of tea but i i enjoyed it myself there's I better than the reboot <laughs> that I was watching and it's about, they call them Grishas and it's women with power and all kinds of craziness. But it, it was an interesting show because again, it shows how people react to people with power. Oh yeah. There's an Italian one on Netflix too. It's called look. Oh, Pam. It's called the low something. La Laura, La Luna. But I'll find I'll, I got it stop working. <laughs> I know, I know. It it's Work is yeah. encroaching upon my um my it's, it's, it, it, it was filmed in Italian, so it's dubbed in English. Oh, but yeah. Um but and I haven't seen it yet, but it's in my watch list, but it looks really good. And basically it's like a family of Italian witches and this young woman's in Very love. Good. Well, who her boyfriend, her boyfriend's dad is a witch hunter. Oh, lovely. Yeah. A lovely life. And, but it's kind of, it seems kind of like dark and it's, you know, a, of course a period piece. It's like back in the, you know, 1600s and stuff like that. I like the period pieces. I find them fascinating. I do too. I, I do too. There's a but, lot of shows out there that are covering witches and mm -hmm. different gods, because we've got the Loki thing, we've got Thor, we've got, you know, all of this all coming together. But it is fascinating to watch people's interpretation. People who are not pagan watch these shows, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. I, I've watched a million of them. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I've watched both Charmed and, you know, I like, I kind of like the old Charmed, you know, just because I like of the old charm cheese and all i, I was, yeah it's, it's cheesy I I love it. the new one's a little dark but i'm getting into that one but i'm gonna have to retry that i wasn't impressed that i tried watching it initially and i was just like yeah yeah that was me it took me a while to get into it but with all of that 
it's fascinating to see how people are reacting to real witches. Like, Good Witch is my yeah. main. Now, I am not, listen, I am not, capital not, a Hallmark fan. Unless it is like Hallmark's Murder and Mysteries. No, those were good. Those are good. And Murder, She Wrote comes on that. And don't mess with my girl, Lansbury. So there's- I will give it to Catherine Bell. The Good Witch was very good. And Good Witch is a Hallmark show. And there's like eight movies. I have all of them. And then after the movie. And you know what's so brilliant? And I think I've talked about this before. The movies come first. And they keep up the storyline. Because it is such a huge pet peeve of mine. When something is supposed to be like a reboot or a sequel and there's like a gap, but then there's no continuity or something, you know, but there's a ton of movies. There's like six movies and the storyline, you know, and then after the movies comes the series. So the series is after the movies, but the storyline is still the same because I binged it one night. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good, so good. Well, I used to like her on Jag. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, she was on Jag. I love Catherine Bell, yeah. But But, um, you're right, and her witch isn't witchy. I, to me, I think the reason why, okay, so that show is sort of like the TV version of comfort food for me. Like. I feel like I need to chill out and it doesn't matter if I've seen them. And like I said, there's so many, I mean, by the time I finish watching the episodes and you don't watch them back to back, obviously, but if I were to go watch the first movie now, which is called the good witch, um, I, you know, it's been a while. So I could, it puts me in my, or I'll rewatch it or I'll restart a season or something. It makes me feel relaxed because it's charming. It's like, it's realistic to me because it's real life. She, she has kids. They have, you know, problems with their grades. They go through, it's like real life stuff. She owns a little metaphysical shop, but it's still subtle things like, you know, like it has magic in it, but it's intention. And she talks about, you know, intention or she'll give people crystals for things or she'll, you know, make a tea for things or, you know, there's a lot of that real life thing, things sprinkled in there. And I think that's what I love so much about it. It's not Hollywood. Yeah. It's, she's not out there casting spells at midnight under a full moon. Or like have lightning bolts coming out of her fingers. Right. She's telling you, oh, if you're stressed, here, chamomile tea would help. And that's kind of what we as healers do, because she's more of a healer than anything. Right. And and she, you know. The story is fun. Like, she goes back to this, you know, the, the backstory is interesting, too. Like, with the, you know goes back to her ancestral home and tries to unravel the mystery of the gray witch and all that. That was like her great, great grandmother. And, you know, so I mean, it's a cute little backstory. It is. But if you look at the way that she handles those things, Mm -hmm. she is 
just stretching people's imaginations and thoughts and it's like oh well you know you're stressed you you know chamomile tea will help and right those little things like that that we would do we're stressed at home it's you know either the bottle of wine with a straw or it's the chamomile tea um depending on whether or not the next day i have to go to work um but you know the other thing i like about it too is like it's not realistic in the sense that like if her kids screw up in a way that you or I might like wring their neck, you know what I mean? Like really get pissed off about something. Of course it's Hallmark. So she's like cool, calm and collected, which I'm like, yeah, like that's going to, ha- if that really happened in real life. I don't life, think like, there's enough alcohol around to make me that cool, calm and collected. Right. But I think like that kind of because it is like relatable but because she has a different reaction than i would have i think that also is like calming for me because it and it also gives me a different perspective to be like oh maybe i could handle it that way it's weird it's like i i don't know i have like a weird relationship with that show i like go deep with it it's weird i enjoy it because it does show witches Mm -hmm. and a light that you might not think about. Okay. People who work in metaphysical stores tend to be witches Mm -hmm. um, or pagans, you know, Um, or at least spiritual, if nothing else. Right. And I mean, we don't go running around chanting and and craziness all the time, but you know, you're at work, you're stressed, um, get a headache, a little mint tea or something. I mean, there's so many things that we do that she does on the show that it's like, well, she would fit right in it's practical things just like we've talked about here on the show like you know make your tea do your little ritual like as yeah and it's just practical and she's i i don't know anyways i don't mean lightning bolts i'm not sponsored by hallmark or or, oh goodness no i would puke first yeah i'm not bffs with Catherine bell or anything i just i'm sorry i went off on that big tangent but you know it is a good show because it does show us in another light but also there's really good things out there for kids too and i'm not just talking about harry potter um huh i like harry potter oh i love love harry potter i i have a shirt i think i wore it on the show i have a shirt that says pothead and it has like the harry potter uh like pot and it has the lightning bolt and stuff um, and then I have another one that has, says pothead and it has like the cauldron bubbling, but, um, but there's, I think the worst, the worst witch, it's a remake. Cause I know that there was an original worst, Witch. I think with, gosh, I can't remember Feruza bulk, I think, um, in the eighties or something. Well, this is like a remake, but Haley loved it when she was younger. And it is a cute show. I love it. It is cute. It's on Netflix. And then they came out with the, um, well, and they have stuff for the older kids too. Like the, the Faye one, Fate or whatever. Wings. Or Winks something. Wait. It's the Winks one, but it's called like Fate or something. But, and, and I haven't seen it, so I don't, you know, some of those are not all appropriate, but but even like we talked about before, like Moana, that's pagan. Uh, Frozen. Frozen that pagan. Frozen too. Holy crap! I was so surprised how pagan that was. I really enjoyed Frozen. Me too. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, you have to see it. It's super, super pagan. I have to borrow my nephew for the weekend. Oh my um, gosh. We watched Luca last weekend. Oh, was it good? Oh my God, was it ever. Uh, I'll have to watch it. Okay, good, good. We Let's watched see. the two Mexican ones, the, the Mexican-based, um, one about the Book of Life and yeah. oh, what's the other one? The um, Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, 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 that's how you explain. So they're Spanish based. So my nephew's watching with me and he says, Oh, can we watch it? Can we watch? Um, okay. So we started watching it and it was like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's Italian. And he goes, this is another Spanish one. I said, no, honey, that's Italian. Listen yeah. to the words. They're different. Yeah. So, uh, and the guy is actually from Italy. I found this out the other day. I was talking to somebody at work and I was like, Oh my God, I fell in love with Luca. And they said, well, do you know the basis behind it? And I'm like, no, not really. The guy is Italian. He used to spend his summers in this little fishing village. Uh-huh. And it that's kind of reminiscent. That's why, you know, the little girl goes, well, I'm not going to tell you any more about it because you, ha- you yeah. haven't seen it. You got to watch it. But yeah. it, it's his kind of like when you look at the city, the right. background, the animation is very similar to what his town was like. This little town he used to spend time in during the summers and I thought oh, really cool because um my mother grew up in a little fishing village in Italy so I mean it's like whoa check that out um and it, it it's a cute story it's the basic story it's a Disney story but um of course it has a happy ending but uh it was interesting in the fact that they covered a lot of different types of things yeah that are pagan now you have to remember even those these countries were taken over by the, the catholics half their stuff is still pagan oh yeah of it's just it's in when you've had that kind of bringing up you know like you still do things in, and you might not even know why you do it you still have a yule log why do you have a yule log almost mm-hmm. everybody in europe has a yule log yeah all their christmas but they all have a yule log okay right that far um the evil eye uh that's a big italian thing um the redheads in ireland um that's a big thing you know if you're a redhead brave <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter. um but yeah, it's really all over the place and so it's not only something you can research and explore for yourself you can also do it you know with your kids and like i said i had fun yeah i mean watch frozen 2 with Fiona and you know but it's amazing how if you look at some of the kids shows they're coming out very pagan now there's you know, a while Disney had an animated show called w.i.t.c.h. Mm-hmm, and yeah. they all had powers you know one and Whoopi Goldberg was actually Gaia and she did the voice for Gaia um, but there's so many out there I grew up on Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart. Like, yeah. And then, um, you know, I mean, it's just fun. There's all sorts of different things. So, so yeah, go ahead and research, you know, what you can. And what you got. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking at some of the other cultures, some of the, you know, what I love is folklore. Oh, I'm fascinated by folklore. It just, I can read it all day long and I'm I, history. And that's why I like history so much. Cause when you read the history of it, you learn what's going on. 
Um, we're going to be doing some of that um, next week, but I really get into why things are the way they are, you know, like, why do they believe this? What would make you believe this? There has to be, Joseph Campbell said that there's always a kernel of truth in a myth. Mm -hmm. And if you go back far enough, you'll find it. Uh, I'm a big Joseph Campbell fan. Sorry. Um, I read all his stuff. And if you go back and a lot of these tales, you know, like, any of the Celtic tales, um, the little people, mm -hmm. um, the giants, they talk about giants. Native yeah. Americans talk about giants all the time. Oh yeah. Like the Cherokee myths. I mean, there's so many, like, like we said, any culture has, you know, those things just like any tribe, you know, they have all those different things and it's so interesting. I mean, if you go back and look, not necessarily at your heritage, but look at something, even the area where you live, Florida, the Seminole Indians, um, there's lots of that here. Half the roads I can't even pronounce. Don't even ask me to pronounce names, okay? I've lived here pretty much my whole life, and I still have problems. Yeah. I used to live in a place, it's outside of Leesburg, it's called Okahumka. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was cute trying to pronounce that the first few times and get it right. And I still say Ocala wrong. And we're having our illustration at Cap Camp Chowinwall. Chow I always call it Chowinwall. <laughs> I always I have, She gave me the name and I wrote it down and that's how I typed it in. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. But if you just even look in, around your neighborhood and expand, now that you can get out again, you're not so much clustered in at home. This is a great time. Like you said, go to the library and do some research. Go to a museum. You can, there are tons of museums. It's coming up close to Halloween and Samhain. I mean, I know this is only July, but trust me, it's right around the corner. Before you know I am. Right. All the haunted mansions, the haunted tours. I know in Baltimore they had a terrific one because it went around Edgar Allan Poe and, you know, all of that creepy stuff. Um, but they would, Black Aggie, we have Black Aggie. Yeah. Here the big thing is, you know, you spend too much money at Universal and do the whole Halloween Horror Nights because they make it like a huge. I did it once when I was 18 after high school and it was, it was, it was worth it. Yeah, I was with someone in a with a chainsaw. But even Saint Augustine is full of haunted places because of mm. all the pirates and. My brother was a tour guide in Saint Augustine, and he was a tour guide at um, Fort uh, Menendez. But his girlfriend at the time, she was a ghost tour tour guide. Ooh. So we kind of had the inn. And so I remember for Mike and I's eight year, we always go to St. Augustine for a wedding anniversary. So that's like, we spend the day there. We act like tourists. We do the whole, you know, torture museums and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. Um, oh yeah. That's so me and my husband. So, and we always go to like our, our restaurant we go to every time, which is like Harry's, which is this New Orleans type restaurant and they have the best fondue. Oh my God. And there's like this little table that we always get that overlooks the river that's outside. It's like a whole thing. 
and but we always go by the cemeteries we take you know you walk there's like a whole thing there's so much history there and there's so much energy there and you but we always go and then um we well it might be a while now but we would always go up the lighthouse and i don't know how my big ass made it all the way up there year after year but i did somehow and it's so breathtaking but Oh man, there's so many stories about that lighthouse being haunted. I mean, I know so when we did the St. Augustine thing, we did the touristy thing, we did um, Ripley's, believe it or not, we did love Ripley's. Um, we did the whole. We went. I've been up there about three or four times, and we've done it. But again, the history you can get out now. Um, yeah. You can get out now, so now just plan some stuff. Go see something. There's a ton of museums, um, and they're all giving discounts now because they're dying for people to come in. So right. museums are a great place to start. Um, you have the Native American museums, and almost there's one almost in every state. If not, there's a powwow. Mm -hmm. Go to a powwow. They are awesome. Mention that if you can't, you know, when things start opening back up, go to like right before COVID happened in Gainesville every year in March, they have a Native American festival. And I wasn't able to go in 2019, which is the first year I heard about it. And so I was ready to go 2020. I was so excited. And man, oh man, I was. I was laser focused on their Facebook page, praying it was not going to get canceled because this was like right around. It was like March 13th ish, and everything got shut down like the 11th. And I was like, oh, so I still have yet to go to the <laughs> Native American. But you know, that's a great way. Festivals, you know, like you said, museums obviously is a you know powwows. Okay. I don't know if you have. I, I know up in Baltimore, the Baltimore powwow is huge, and I try to go. Oh not been to a powwow that is so something i is that oh, girl you got you know, mm. i think the energy i think oh, oh when they start the dancing there is oh, no way i know when those drums and they get the the especially when they get the native americans have certain dances that they do and they have i'm just thinking about it they get um uh, an older the older women mm. do a dance and when they start drumming for it, I was watching one the other day and I was like, oh my gosh. Cause yeah, down here, I don't know where there's any at. I'm going to have to find them. But I think, more, yeah, I think they're more down South or more I West. Think they're more and, I, and I don't, and I don't know. Yeah. More South. And I don't know because since COVID and stuff that so many things are so inactive. You can go on the powwow Facebook page, just type in powwow. And it'll show you what powwows are coming up in your state or around your area. The Baltimore powwow is huge. I've gone to that one. I've gone to the one in West Virginia. I've been to quite a number of them. Um, that's where you can get some of your tribal knowledge if you want to sit in. Yeah. A lot of times, as long as you go in nicely, and I say that because the elders are very skeptical because so many people come in, posers and stuff, you know. But if you talk to, it, it's great to get with the, the older women because they'll talk and you can listen to the stories and, and that kind of stuff. And it just gives you a little insight. Again, that's a whole nother pantheon that you can study as yeah. a Native American, depending on the tribe that you're with. 
So this is the time when you might want to start. We're getting out now. It's, it's warm weather most places, so you can actually get out and enjoy the weather, um, yeah. except for here we melt. Uh, or, or northwest freaking yeah. America right now. Holy crap. You guys are going through like record-breaking heat, which is. Yeah, hell came early down there. So, but if you can get out to get to some of that stuff, I really recommend it. I mean, it's a treat too, to take kids to those kind of culture things. And also um, like here we have like a world of nations, like festival where it's kind of like, there's different countries, you know, if you can't have like one festival for one thing, which it's good if you can do that. Cause it's more broad as far as yeah. that one individual thing but if there's not anything like that and you do have something like world of nation you know where it kind of touches on each country or culture um because that used to be a big thing here in jacksonville i mean it was yeah. like baltimore cool. has every weekend during the summer a different culture yeah. festival so you go through all the ethnic cultures and you gain about 400 pounds in the summer so you got to watch it, you know, you, you look at them and you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat at this one. Yeah, right. Get me right. at the Greek or the Italian or the even when the, the Jewish festival, they have a big one. And oh, my gosh, you, you start it. The old ladies get in the kitchen and the grandmas, they cook in the church kitchens and then they bring this stuff out. And it's the real deal. It's not what you're going to get at the restaurant. It's the, They don't Americanize it. So you better be up for it. Um, and I mean, that's like all fresh cannolis and all baklava. Chocolate, Pamela. You're making me hungry. Girl, I can eat my way through every festival except for the Irish festival. Gosh, bless their hearts. They just haven't figured out how to cook, but that's a drinking festival. Uh, yeah. That's the one you start, you go through and drink at it. We also used to have an Oktoberfest here too. So, like, that's a, a nice German festival to go to. And uh, that's a very rich history and background. Cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, people don't think about it. I mean, um, COVID hit us hard, kept us down. And people are now changing their ideas on what, what they want to do with this time, what, where they want to go, what they want to see. And First of all, of course, it's relatives and that kind of thing. But now you tend to be, well, let's pick and choose what we're going to do. We're not going to waste our time. Right. So looking at a culture or a different way of life or learning something that's a lot of fun as you go. Or I mean, travel and go to the yeah. store, you know. Even if it's a day trip somewhere, um, you can get so much out of it. Look in your most states have you know a listing of the four million thousand things that they have um mm -hmm. and now that this is over and people are starting to get out i know delta's coming in and there's an issue with that but as more people are getting out now's the time to start looking at the different stuff i mean we've been cooped up for so long um our ideals are changing believe it or not it, it, things are starting to change people are now starting to okay it was great to work 80 hours a week but now self-care i mean yeah. and it's it's getting it's back to leap. <laughs> yeah it's getting back to where we need to start thinking about 
what we're right. going to do and where we're going to go. And we're making the trips a little bit more meaningful, not mm -hmm. quite so elaborate, you know. Um, but learning a little bit about another culture, reading about it, maybe having a meal from that culture, um, just shows the differences. I really like that um, Disney and a lot of the the children's shows are coming out now are coming out and they're showing the culture. Um, yes. The Book of the Dead or the Book of the Living, whatever it was called, the Book of Life, I think it was the name of the movie, was showing um, the Mexican, Hispanic culture. Um, my nephew, who is not, he's biracial, and he had a lot of questions. Like, I don't understand. What is that? He's nine years old. So this was a great learning opportunity. We're watching this, and I'm explaining these things. And he got so into it. He was like, wow, now I really understand it. So yeah. when Luca came on, again, culture, it was Italian culture explaining. It's very similar, but there were still some differences that needed explanation. So he understood. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, this kid's like absorbing this stuff yeah. like crazy. And now we're able to expand. So he's, you know, he learned a couple words in Italian, learned a couple words in Spanish. So now he thinks he's, you know, this international dude. Uh, <laughs> which is hysterical, but yeah. it is that, you know, we were cooped up for so long. Now we're getting out. We're being very cautious and people are being a little bit more, I don't know, um, not so much cautious, but just checking things out more before they do it. Yeah. Um, now we're knowing how precious time is and how precious seeing each other is because we didn't get a chance to do that. And the touch, you know, you, you couldn't touch a lot of people. So now um, that's a big thing. But it's also now about um, let's spend some family time together because, yeah. you know, now you need it because now we can get out and do stuff. Things were so stressed there for a while that it was just, you know, suicide yeah. doubled. I mean, we had some craziness going on. And, yeah. and it's still hard, but I mean, like I said, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Um, and it was a great show topic tonight. I did want to say that we did have an email for the keyword last week. Um, now we had a repeat, uh, repeat request or email rather Nancy, who already has a mug, um, has requested a shirt if we have any available. So I told her um, we would definitely check the inventory depending on the size because I do have some here. Um, and then if not, I know we're going to be putting in a future order. But congratulations, Nancy. When that time comes, you will have a Tea Time t-shirt. And um, possibly soon, depending on if I have it already. But thank you again for your support. I'm so glad that you listen um, every week. We really appreciate it. And this week's keyword is deity, D-E-I-T-Y, or deities, plural, whatever floats your boat, I'll accept either one. D-A-Y-T-Y, we'll take that too. <laughs> whatever you think, Spell I'll get it. I do. And then email that to T-Time, T-E-A-T-H-Y-M-E, mc at gmail.com and don't forget to like and click the little bell on our youtube page or youtube channel and facebook page sorry i gotta make sure i'm getting the words right the lingo right 
Um, and of course, that's Tea Time with Mother and Crone. And we definitely appreciate all your support. And I think it was a great show. We talked yeah. a little bit about pop culture. We talked about a little bit about the pantheons. And, and you guys out there, um, if you have a subject you want us to talk about, if you have a tea you want us to research, um, yes. if you have a question, please, I mean, shoot it to us. We're, you know, we learn as much as you do when we do these shows. People think, oh, yeah, you know it all. Trust me, it's research before the show and it's pulling up stuff and checking stuff to make sure we're giving you the right information. Absolutely. Now, I'm on the road next week for the show. Um, I'll be doing a remote, so that ought to be interesting. I hope I get the internet good. If not, I'm going to be traveling from house to house to find internet. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going back to um, Appalachia. So we're going to be doing a little bit on that. So that's going to be an interesting show for us. Um, uh, my cousins are preparing my itinerary as we speak. Now I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> um, I suggested a few things and they, they took off and went crazy on me. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. But um, we really do appreciate you listening. And we really like when you guys suggest something. Um, for our shows so that we can give you what you're looking at. Modern witchcraft is very different and it has grown immensely. I mean, when I was dabbling in it, you know, 50 years ago, gosh, sounds terrible. Over 50 years ago, um, there was not anything out there. It was, you were so limited and it, yeah. um, you did get weird ideas about what was going on because you only had, you know, mm. certain books. If, they would let you check them out of the library. Right, yeah. Because normally they were like reference books and you weren't allowed to check Well, the first thing they would do is if you came up and you were under 18, they'd ask to see what parent was with you to check that book out. Mm. So I was parted and asked for ID, driver's license, and where my parent was. Oh, geez. I know. Uh, fortunately, I was over 18 and I was my own parent at that point. Well, we've come a long way, but... Um... But it was a lot of fun, and I'm so excited that I'm so excited for your trip. I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, I keep saying that. But um, keep in mind, we are in Florida. There is a massive storm that is down in somewhere south of us. Time. I don't even know where it's at right now. But they're it's saying still, it's still out in the ocean. They're not they're talking about it coming up. Of course, to Tuesday. To you. To me, um, it's coming up through the Gulf on Tuesday, and I fly out north on Tuesday. But I have to drive all the way to the middle of the state to go to the airport because where I'm from. We're not going to get anything. So, I mean, we'll uh, get rain, obviously, thunderstorms. We'll get rain. There's a good chance. Right now, we're in the cone. We are yeah. in the eye. Um, St. Pete. Yep. Listen, I've lived in Florida my whole life. That's what yep. they're saying. I have a guy at work who's like, do you know how close it is? I'm like, yeah, well, talk to me Tuesday when I'm walking out the door at 3 o'clock and we'll discuss yeah, this. I don't think it's at Puerto Rico yet. And it could change like in two hours. It could change and then come to my way and then you're screwed. <laughs> We've seen them come up the coast and then go inland and go up. We've seen them come up the coast, cut all the way across and you guys get it. And then go all the way back out into the ocean again. I mean, they have a mind of their own. Don't try to control Mother Nature. She no. will do 
But we do want you to know that um, keep an eye out if there is some bad weather. This is hurricane season for anybody down south. Uh, I know that there has been some terrible, terrible storms everywhere. So everybody take precautions and stay safe so that you can watch our show next week. And I had a good sit on my porch today with a big old thunderstorm too. Oh, there were some loud roars. I was like, yeah, buddy. But yes, if you have any ideas, please, 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 you can email us the same email for the keyword or you can message our Facebook page. So either way is fine. And thank you again. We will see you next week. Come on next week. Bless Bless you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.